A new Taipei-based mask maker called Carry Mask has been ordered to suspend operations amid allegations of fraud. Carry Mask is accused of importing non-medical-grade face masks from China, relabeling them as its own, and selling them to the government under an ongoing requisition program. Ling Mingjing, the owner of Carry Mask, is facing criminal charges. He was taken into for questioning on Friday as an investigation into his production facility was launched. The Food and Drug Administration says Lin's company imported some 3.3 million masks from China in August. Records show that Kerry Mask tried to import a shipment of Chinese masks in March, but was caught by customs and fined 90,000 NT. A probe is underway into other Taiwanese mask manufacturers, with results to be released in the coming days. Meanwhile, the owner of Carry Mask has come out swinging in defense of his company, saying that high government quotas forced him to import Chinese masks and pass them off as his own. His statement has been widely condemned by Taiwan officials, with economics chief Wang Meihua blasting him for pointing fingers. It's early Friday morning. People have gathered at Carry Mask's production site in New Taipei's Bali district. They're here to demand a refund. These shoppers purchase face masks shipped from the site, not thinking they repackage goods from China. It's now day two since the news broke. Carry Mask has kept its doors closed tight. I wish the government would kick us out of the National Mask Squad. I don't want to be in this national mask squad. I haven't sold you a substandard product. The ones I'm most sorry to are my employees. Since the fifth day of Lunar New Year, they have been working themselves to death to this day. They haven't been able to rest. Besides giving them money, I do not know what more I can do. Li Mingjin, the owner of Carry Masks, said that working under government requisition had left his staff exhausted and led him to turn to Chinese masks. Premier Su Zhenchang and the Minister of Economic Affairs have condemned his response. He did what he did for personal gain. He took China-made products and passed them off as Taiwanese masks. Now he brazenly throws words around. It's really painful to hear. He is slinging mud on the efforts of a lot of people. We are furious. Carry Mask imported masks from China. It tried to pass off fish eyes for pearls, relabeling imported masks as made in Taiwan as medical grade masks and turning them into the government under the requisition program. This is completely unacceptable behavior and it violates the relevant regulations. We feel that he has done wrong and yet he's blaming others and finding fault with this and that. He is the apple that spoils the barrel, the one that besmirches the honor of the National Mask Squad. It's highly undesirable behavior. Minister Wang said the quotas were determined over the course of constant communication between the manufacturer and the Food and Drug Administration in an open and transparent process. She said Carry Mask had a quota of 190,000 masks, and the company was provided with enough non-woven fabric to make 220,000. Since June, the manufacturer has made no mention of not being able to meet the quota, she said. Lin also said that two mask makers had failed to meet their quotas. He said they were on close terms with the government and that their failure had led to stronger pressure on other mask makers. That's absolutely not the reality. 
Some manufacturers may have asked the government to extend their deadline, but it absolutely cannot be said that Company A's quota was transferred to Company B. Nothing of the sort happened. The issue is no longer the quality of the masks. You are utterly breaking the law. You aren't following the regulations, and you have destroyed the trust placed upon our national face mask squad. You've created fear in the minds of people who are doing basic epidemic prevention. What were we all doing these past few months? Now you come and do this? You broke the law, and now you spout this load of nonsense. How is this okay? Via carry mask made in China masks have illegally made their way into the government's mask rationing system. The development has angered Chen Shizhong and the economics minister. They say carry masks undermine public trust in Taiwan's mask makers and threw COVID defense into disarray. The president of the Czech Senate and his delegation are leaving Taiwan Friday night after a high-profile six-day visit. Earlier in the day, the Senate president attended a forum in which Taiwan, U.S. and Japanese representatives discussed policy tools for restructuring supply chains away from China. The director of the American Institute in Taiwan, Brent Christiansen, gave a speech saying that the parties attending the forum were linked by shared values that would make them good partners in the post-pandemic economy. It's Minister of Foreign Affairs Joseph Wu, AIT Director Christensen, Czech Senate Speaker Milos Vistrachil, and Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association Head Azumi Hiroyasu. On Friday, there was the rare sight of U.S., Japan, Europe, and Taiwan officials sharing a stage during a forum on supply chain restructuring amid the pandemic. Taiwan has demonstrated time and again that it is a reliable partner and a critical player for moving toward a more sustainable global economy. I urge Taiwan to capitalize on the unique opportunity to join the effort to reshape global supply chains for the betterment of the world. Taiwan companies adhere to the rule of law and protect intellectual property. Knowing that we need to end dependence on others to get a head start on national developments, I can assure you that you could not find a more dedicated and determined partner in the democratic world than Taiwan. With the advent of the 5G era, information security is national security. And amid the uncertainties of a world with COVID, countries are realizing the risks of relying too much on a single supplier for critical goods. As a result, many countries are looking into ways to restructure supply chains for technology and medical supplies. But at Friday's forum, another issue was on the mind of Czech speaker Vistrachil. I must say, I'm no supply chains expert, but I just heard that Czech beer is all sold out in Taipei. Vistrachil remarked that Czech beer is popular not just because it tastes great, but also because of an optimized supply chain. He said that quality and safety must be considered when building a supply chain and that this could only be done through cooperation. Even on the last day of his Taiwan stay, the mayor of Prague kept a full itinerary. Besides meeting with his Taipei counterpart, Prague Mayor Zde Niak sat down to take questions from Taiwan media. Let's hear him in his own words. In the hours before his departure, the mayor of Prague sat down to meet the press and take questions about his six-day Taiwan visit. This week was a very, very busy week. We had a lot of meetings. The meeting with the representatives of China Airlines we were informed that they are very interested in operating a direct line from Taipei to Prague. 
as soon as the COVID-19 situation is over. He expressed hope that the Industrial Technology Research Institute would set up an office in the Czech Republic. Krib also announced that the Prague Philharmonic would visit next October to play three concerts in northern, central and southern Taiwan. Because it was their personal courage. They decided to keep their values instead of the economical benefits. He was asked about China's political intimidation over the Czech delegation's visit. Krib called it completely unacceptable. He said he believed his delegation's visit could play a leading role in Europe. Being that the personal threats against the uh, president of the Senate, Miloš Vistrčil, about the heavy price he has to pay, uh, they are completely unacceptable. And I'm very glad that European countries who also feel it the same way, namely the president of Slovakia, uh, and also the representatives of uh, Germany and France. Turning to his Senate Speaker's proclamation, I am Taiwanese, the mayor of Prague was not to be outdone. I would like to point out that I am actually a Taipei citizen because I have received the honorary citizenship during my last visit and the certificate is hanging in my office. So if I would say I'm a Taipei citizen, it would be not a political support message, it would be rather a description of the reality. After the press event, Hrib headed to Shangri-La Hotel to meet Taipei Mayor Ko Wenja. To celebrate the impending fatherhood of a taper given by Prague Zoo, Taipei is sending a pair of pangolins to Prague. On Friday, Marika presented two stuffed animals to his Prague counterpart to symbolize the friendship between their cities. I believe that the biggest, uh, the deepest uh, and warmest uh, feeling was when I saw those two pangolins in the Taipei Zoo uh, who are going for their Prague stay. That was the most touching moment of this visit for me personally. Mayor Krib has actually lived in Taiwan before. That is why he feels such friendship for Taiwan. So as far as Taipei is concerned, he's one of ours forever. That's no problem. Well, I'm not here as a representative of the Czech country. I'm here as a representative of the Prague city. Besides of being non-political, the partnerships have to be mutually beneficial and the partners need to treat each other with respect. And I'm very glad that this is the case of the sister cities agreement between Prague and Taipei. The two sides struck consensus on future exchanges in education education, culture and tourism. Marika also announced a gift of more than 10,000 face masks to the city of Prague in anticipation of continued exchanges in disease prevention. Taiwan confirmed one imported COVID case on Friday, that of a woman in her 40s who returned recently from Japan. This case brings Taiwan's total to 490 since the outbreak began. Case number 490 is a Taiwan national, a woman in her 40s who went to Japan for work last September. She returned to Taiwan on September 1st. During her stay in Japan, she began experiencing a runny nose starting August 25th. She sought local medical treatment. On the 26th and 27th, she took the prescribed medication. By the 28th, she felt that her symptoms had improved. At the time of her return to Taiwan, she did not have any symptoms, but she reported her past symptoms at the airport. As a result of that, she was tested on the spot at the airport and sent to a quarantine center. Her diagnosis was confirmed today. 
The Central Epidemic Command Center says case investigation is underway. The woman's close contacts include 10 cabin crew on her flight and one passenger who sat near her. Among them, four have been placed in home isolation. The logo of this year's Double Ten National Day celebration was unveiled on Friday. It's a set of multicolored bars of different lengths inspired by a sound equalizer panel. The four colors are orange, yellow, green and purple. Officials say orange represents the sun and hope, yellow symbolizes the land, green represents rationality and purple is the color of grandeur. Organizers say that due to the pandemic, they're expecting fewer overseas guests to attend the Double Ten Parade. And so this year, for the first time in the history of the event, VIP seating will be open to the general public. Registration opens next month and will last until September 13th. 500 winners will be selected at random by a computer. An exhibition by Spanish photographer Eugenio Reguenco is underway at Huashan 1914 Creative Park. The exhibition is a review of contemporary history through 167 photos. The exhibition space also has 10 photo studios, so visitors can reenact some of the photographer's most iconic works. Let's take a look. The photos of Requenco's 365 Degrees project are displayed in light boxes. Each photo represents a moment, big or small, in recent history. There's the birth of Queen Elizabeth II on April 21, 1926. There's a terrorist attack on September 11th. There is a day calendar in every photo. For instance, the photo behind me is the one for September 11th, the historical ramifications of which everyone knows. Requenco shot all the photos in the same small room over the course of eight years. He enlisted the help of 120 models and 300 crew members who created costumes and backdrops. I think it's special. I, I like this exhibition, creative and yeah, there's a lot of fun here. Yeah, just now I'm finding where is my birthday date. But I can't find it, so just continue finding. <laughs> there are 10 photo studios with different backgrounds for people to take photos. Visitors to the exhibition can walk right into an iconic work and stage their recreation. This man came dressed as a Batman. The image resolution is fairly good. I feel that with a backdrop like this, it's very appropriate to tour the exhibition in a bat suit. I want to get a photo in front of the clock and the night scene because I feel they fit the style of Batman very much. The exhibition opened in June and runs until September 13th at Huashan 1914 Creative Park in Taipei. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Huang Yuchun in Taipei. Now time for our roundup of the nation's top ice shops. A store in Hualien has found internet favor for its astounding use of space. The tiny ice shop is just one ping in floor space, but customers say its traditional treats made with just water and pineapple juice are lacking in nothing. The shop's owner was inspired to make simple traditional desserts that kids can enjoy just like in the old days. The shaved ice machine gets going, and once the bucket's full, pineapple syrup is drizzled on. The ice and pineapple are mixed together evenly, and the tree is ready to eat. There are mango smoothies too. These tourists take a snap of themselves by the store, which recently went viral. 
It's a tiny place, but its online reach is vast. Inside, we've basically got the ice machine, the freezer for the ice, some counters, a fill machine for the cups. That's basically what you need to make ices. The shop's only one ping of floor space, but it needs no more. The owner also runs a guest house. He set up these wooden walls out the front of his home to form his tiny ice shop. My kids love eating ices. I didn't want to let them eat those ices you can buy full of artificial colors and all that nonsense. So we made a very simple traditional thing with fruit juice mixed with ice. The simpler it is, the better it tastes. Pineapple ice is the house specialty. But the best seasonal fruits are also brought in for an evolving menu of sweet delicacies.